on there, little buddy. Yeah. What did we clock in last night? What did we clock in at? Yeah. <laughs> Going a, a good clip there. Uh, it is the Council Roundup. News Talk 94.7 to 970 WMAY. About an hour and 45-minute meeting last night. It's not horribly long. Just enough to have uh, good conversations about uh, some substantive ordinances. And uh, we'll get to those in a bit here. But first, let's uh, hear how the city's finances are doing. Here's Treasurer Misty Busher last night at the Committee of the Whole, which was chaired by Alderman Chuck Redbath. Corporate fund in the month of May had a beginning balance of $16,925,094. We had total receipts of $8,375,986. We had total disbursements in the month of May of $11,792,006 which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of May of $13,509,074. This concludes my report, Chair Redpath. Thank you. So that's like $3 million less yeah. than it has mm-hmm. been. That's the report that we've been looking for for the longest time. I mean, <laughs> not, not that we wanted to anticipate right, right, or right, right, like right. it, but, yeah, we understand. You know, it's And like, I would imagine that uh, could possibly continue downward. Uh, again, as the state revenues are declining, that's delayed getting into the city coffers, at least that share of state revenue. So. Uh, we're going to see, I'm sure, that number uh, continue down. quite a significant hit to the rainy day fund. Three <sighs> in a month. Wow. Yep. All right, moving on now. we got uh, discussions about boards and commissions. This is brought up a couple of different times last night, so we'll kind of duck in and duck out of this. But uh, there are concerns about you know some of the boards and commissions and the makeup of those boards and commissions. And in particular, there's concerns from some aldermen about some proposal uh, proposed members of boards and commissions serving on multiple boards and commissions. And some of the concerns there are, listen, there's a lot of qualified people out there that want to serve on these boards and commissions how about we divvy it up instead of having, you know, one person serve on two different commissions. We could have two people serve on two different commissions. Uh, so it seems to be some of the questions here, but uh, Alderman McMiniman raises what uh, what he thinks might also be at play. Um, we'll hear a rebuttal from this as well. The nominee that's in question is was a candidate in Ward 8 running for Alderman. Is that right, uh, Dean Cravens? I, I understand there's some concerns about um, him serving on two um, boards or two commissions. I think um, he can speak for himself also, but I've, I've talked with him about this, and uh, I think he's a really qualified candidate. So uh, is it about uh, the qualifications, or is it about uh, somebody who ran for Ward 8 alderman? Uh, it's a question that uh, Alderman Miniman kind of just threw out there. Uh, didn't really uh, uh, necessarily uh, you know, demand that uh, that answering if that's the the problem here but uh, alderwoman turner uh, defended uh, some of the opposition of uh, having multiple board members and it not having anything to do with politics because i'm sure that alderwoman conley's concerns had absolutely nothing to do with that automatic race i raised the concern uh and other alders have raised the concern as well so i think that that was uh i think that was inappropriate and uh alderwoman conley i am sorry that that happened alderwoman conley's in ward eight she beat dean graven so that seems to be where the at least uh, Alderman McMiniman is is you know, highlighting he thinks might be the problem. But Alderwoman Conley responds last night. I've also spoken with Dean Graven about this issue. Um, I have a lot of respect for him as as both his his building and and practical experience, the time he served on the zoning board. I, I think there is no lack of respect for for him, his expertise, and his knowledge. 
the issue I am talking about is not person specific, and, and I'll be honest, I'll just go ahead and say it right now, the second commission, the second appointment I have concerns about um, is specifically Lakeisha Purchase. Um, this is not a... a she says it's not a personal issue, she said. Personal issue. It's a policy issue. I don't bring personality into this. I'll hear a little bit more from um, Alderman McMiniman later on in the meeting about Lakeisha Purchase, who also ran for Alderman mm-hmm. uh, and is uh, being put up as a, a possible um, uh, commission or board member. And I just had somebody else uh, pipe into me. Um, Dean Graven's already on two boards. This would be his third board. Uh, so, again, just highlighting the concerns of one person serving on multiple boards. Uh, moving on now, we've got um, another issue that was raised about boards and commissions. There was uh, apparently one member who does not live in Springfield, uh, who lives in a village in South Sangamon County, and that person's been nominated to serve on a particular board. But uh, according to the legal counsel, Jim Zirkel, he said there's no requirement for people to reside in Springfield to be on a board or a commission. There is not a mandatory residency requirement provided the city council can uh, allow someone that doesn't live within the city to serve on a uh, voluntary commission. The mayor defended his choice of having a uh, this particular non-Springfield citizen serve on this particular board because she had experience in banking, experience in nonprofits, and and a variety of other things. So uh, we may hear a little bit more about boards and commissions um, whenever these are brought up on debate during the full council meeting. Uh, and uh, some of the uh, nominees may be there to, to talk to Alderman as well. So uh, we'll likely hear more about that next week and just touch on it slightly uh, later on in the council roundup. Uh, next, we're going to get into um, conversations about cleaning up the city and what uh, code enforcers can do. Um, but also we'll hear about, uh, well, get a little bit of a snapshot sneak preview of uh, uh, a, a water line replacement program and where a lot of the water line replacements are going to go. Uh, meanwhile, next, we've got an ordinance that uh, uh, deals with uh, has some funds heading towards the Springfield Police Department. Uh, $302,201 entitled BJA FY20 Coronavirus Emergency Supplemental Funding and authorizing a supplemental appropriation in an amount of $182,201 for the Springfield Police Department. Okay, a motion. Move to consent. What exactly is this money going to be used for uh, is a question that uh, Alderwoman Conley had. Could we just have a little more information about what expenses this is, we're, we're, we're thinking this will be used for? And uh, the police chief wasn't there, but uh, another um, uh, assistant was there. Chief, this is Assistant Chief Scarlett. I can answer a few of those questions. So, Thank you. Sure. The three, $302,000 grant is going to be divided up uh, to several things related to COVID to include purchase of uh, additional PPE, to include uh, higher back uh, features to um, stand guard over uh, businesses and that sort of thing, as well as uh, some additional techno- technology features to uh, uh, ensure the smooth operation of our agency. If you can understand that. <laughs> New technology being used. And I'm not yeah. sure what it has to deal with COVID, but all right. Okay. Yep. If, if it's you know, tax dollars, regardless if it's coming from the feds or from the city or from the state. Um, so uh, is that clear? Well, I'll let you be the judge. Uh, meanwhile, uh, this next thing they actually spent a lot of time on. 
A lot of conversation about um, uh, what to do with uh, problem properties. So we'll get to that in a moment uh, and how to clean these things up and how to enforce the codes. Uh, But first, let's, uh, I think, delve back into uh, more about uh, boards and commissions. There was another person that was up for board and commission, and this is uh, uh, Alderman McMiniman uh, talking a bit about that. Well, just for full disclosure, Mr. Chair, I believe Lakeisha Purchase was a candidate for city council, so also just being even-handed. What? Oh, that's right. So. No way. Anyway. No way. Uh, so we had to hear that as well, just to, uh-huh. just to be even-handed, because uh, Alderman McMenamin brought up the engraving earlier. All right, coming back, uh, let's talk about uh, how exactly code enforcers in Springfield can have more teeth to go after problem properties, overgrown grass, uh, refuge that's just piling up, becoming a public health issue. Uh, there's been a long conversation at City Hall about how to best handle these types of situations as we see these stories pop up. Well, we may have an answer last night, and it looks like everybody's coalescing behind this idea of giving code enforcers more teeth. So we'll hear all of that and more coming up. So we're getting into um, some policy discussions here on um, what kind of enforcement mechanisms there are to go after people who have weeds getting out of control, who have garbage piling up in their front yard, who have uh, old vehicles that have been there just forever. There seems to be um, some frustration with there not being enough teeth, so they wanted to have some teeth. Here's Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, proposing a, a measure that uh, would give code enforcers uh, some some more muscle. Well, just for full disclosure, Mr. Oh, wait, here we go. Let's go over here. Weed violations, garbage violations, all that. Uh, what this uh, does is add some teeth to that violation. Uh, to the violations. So he wanted to have uh, the code enforcer up there to talk about uh, what exactly the process is right now. And I think this is a good place to start because this is without any changes. Here is Daryl with the uh, code enforcement. At that time, inspector then is dispersed to go to that particular location to, check, call. to see whether or not the violation actually or is valid or not. Mm-hmm. At that time, when it comes back, and if it's proven that it's a valid violation, then a notice is sent to the owner. I know there was some discussion last city council about who does the notice go to. The notice uh, is uh, sent to the owner uh, regarding the violation. After that, it's normal process of seven days in which we ask the owner to abate the violation. If they abate the violation, I'm going to say this again, there is no fine. So if the owner, um, say they have a you know property and they're a landlord, they get the notice that uh, weeds are overgrown or that there's garbage or whatever. They have seven days, and then if it's taken care of, there's no fine. Well, uh, they're looking for some changes, but a little bit more on uh, the ongoing process with the code enforcer. And in many cases, the owner would then call also the inspector to say, I need a couple more days or a few more days. And in those times, we would grant an extension based on the type of issue that we're dealing with. So with the seven-day fine and exercising the extension, um, the owner has yet two more or more cases in which they could abate the situation without going to legal. So it seems like they could get like two weeks leeway without paying any fines. And they can wait until the last minute to mow, for instance, before they go into administrative hearings and to, quote, legal. Uh, And then if that's taken care of and they can prove that it's taken care of, then they just went two weeks without a fine. Uh, So it's... Sounds like there's a possibility of some gamesmanship that can happen, right? Sure. When you've got uh, (laughs) uh, 
a landlord who you know may say, "Well, I'll just try to ask for an extension, and then then I'll get it taken care of right before the extension is lifted, and I won't have to pay a fine." Uh, here's what Alderman Hanauer wants to do. They don't abate it after seven days. And again, there's some discretion depending discretion upon if they work with them. There is some discretion, but if they don't, if they don't abate it, it's a hundred fifty dollar fine for the first first time. And he wants to continue increasing that. And the second time, what I what I had planned is a second time. If we have a second violation at that property, mm-hmm. and we go out instead of seven days, they get four, and the fine goes up to three hundred dollars. And then the third time, if, we, if there's a third time, there is n- there's no, it's an automatic $500 fine because it's a repeat occurrence. So uh, a lot more teeth um, involved in that. Uh, increasing the fines, not allowing for uh, too much leeway there because Hanauer uh, says there are people out there who are taking advantage of this. They have people that they literally play games with them. They know if they have 30 days to get to admin court, well, if you have grass that's tall, how much taller is it going to be if they don't mow it right before it men court? So, uh, yeah, it's it's a cat and mouse game, basically. Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, the cat doesn't have any teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And the mouse uh, kind of stops there and then wiggles around a bit. And well, the cat might try to grab it. The mouse is like, you don't got no teeth. Yep. Hey, um, Jerry, too bad, Tom. A lot of people coming out in support of this ordinance. Here's Alderwoman Conley. You know, and I think we should be reaching out and, and working with the Landlord Association and making sure that we we have their support and buy-in because their properties are a big part of what goes on in our community. And, and we need rental property, but we need it kept up. We need it maintained. And, I mean, some of the stuff I saw this weekend on just about a... You know, maybe a couple, a couple of block walk. It, I was, I'm very upset with what's going on in Ward Eight, and we, we need to tamp down on that hard. And I know everyone has those stories. So, yeah, she's right. Yep, getting she's stronger teeth, right. tamping yeah. down on this stuff, not yeah. allowing it to just go by the wayside. Look, I know it's not the most politically correct thing to say, but I'll say it. We have a ton of slumlords in this town. We do. We have a lot of people that that buy houses on the cheap, rent them out, and don't do much as far as maintenance or making sure that they're aware and and don't do much to check on their tenants to make sure they're keeping them up. I mean, this has to happen. Yeah, there needs to be more um, enforcement mechanisms and more financial sanctions. Really, that's what fines are, financial sanctions against people. Uh, Alderman Gregory likes this idea. Can we can we put a max amount of time on it to 21 days? Like they don't get an extension past 21 days? That would be that would be a, a original seven day. Here's Alderman Hanauer responded. It's just however long it was was taken to get them to admin court. I don't know how. I don't know what that schedule's like. Um, right. The idea is that though is after seven days. Or right. up to seven days. It's it, it's up to the you know again. It's 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 how bad the violation is. Alderman Gregory back at it. You know, even if I know a guy that wants to keep getting an extension to get his eighty-five Buick out of the yard, you know, at some point in time, you know, um, you know, we got we got to get it out the yard, <laughs> and we can't keep extending it. So yeah. you know, get that eighty-five Buick out of the yard, dude. Come on, yeah, man. Right. Exactly. Come You're on. You're taking Do everybody it. else's property down with you. Stop it already. <laughs> And that's got to be a frustration for people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into their property, right? Oh, yeah. Pride yeah, of ownership. Well, they're taking it, care of it. It, it. it drives down property values yeah. big time. And then you got a 85 Buick that's uh, on you know concrete blocks outside their, their house and overgrown grass and garbage. All It's sure. just, 
it can be very frustrating to um, a homeowner that uh, has pride of ownership and wants to, you know, well, increase the value of not just their home, but their their overall uh, surrounding properties as or, well. Or somebody trying to sell their home. I've heard right. stories of people going over there and actually doing the yard work themselves <laughs> as their next door neighbor <laughs> just to make the neighbor like something look I would better. do. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alderman Hanauer. We still have um, the chronic uh, property nuisance. I think it a chronic, what is it? I don't know what it's called. Chronic property nuisance that you know if you've got someone that that's habitually having issues it it goes there and it's a thousand dollar fine i think minimum and that was something that um, alderman proctor passed several years ago um so there's still that option as well uh and uh again it's something that i think uh you know alderman hanauer said it's layering on top of of, of you know enforcement mechanisms that's important here we have people in or fine, I think, minimum going up, I, you know. So I think that we also have that, that the way I look at it, it's like a three-layer cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, more layers, uh, more enforcement mechanisms. Uh, Alderwoman Turner. We have people in Ward 3, and I'm sure that you guys have them in the other wards as well, that have side businesses, and they'll bring their rubbish from their business to their property and dump it, and they'll wait for the city to come and pick it up, and they'll pay the $150, and that's that. What? Huh? What? You have people who act like they're garbage collectors go around picking up garbage from people, and then they take it back to their property? And wait for the city to pick it up? <laughs> what? Well, if, they, if, if that's all they've got to do to clean their neighborhood, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Is that, is that really happening? I can't believe that. That doesn't. That does not seem all that far-fetched to me. I can see somebody doing that. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, here's more from Older Woman Turner. Uh, amenable, I'd like to be added as a co-sponsor. I'll take everybody that wants to. <laughs> right, so everybody's <laughs> yeah. hopping on as co-sponsors for Hop this in. ordinance. Uh, here's Alderman Redpath. Talked about the tobacco being out there. That's got to cost us a fortune. Right. And we we're only that. charging 250 bucks. <laughs> no. that's, that's way out of whack. So there's so. ongoing conversations as well. As, uh, you know, Should we also start charging people for labor uh, for the city to go out and clean things up whenever they, the city is forced to abate something? Uh, so that's something that wasn't added to this necessarily. It could be a further conversation down the road. Here's Alderman McMiniman. It could be a plumbing problem. It could be a hole in the roof. It could be a broken window. It could be in the middle of winter or it could be in the middle of summer. There could be some contractors available to do it, and there could be some contractors not available to do it. There could be a a winter storm that gets in the way of doing the work. So we're going to give a lot of discretion to our inspectors and to the supervisors to to decide how much time this property owner has to fix a problem. He continues. Daryl, we're giving you and all your team Big teeth here, and um, but it's it's, it's overdue. We got to move in this direction because we got serial offenders who never pay a price. So uh, a lot more sponsors jumping on. I so- hope this ordinance, Alderman Hanover, doesn't change too much because I'm not going to sign up to be a co-sponsor until next week <laughs> to see what other changes come in. But right now, this would have my support. So thanks a lot for the job well done. So McMiniman's taking a bit of a cautious approach. <laughs> Come on, he's got to no, he's got to say no. <laughs> and we got uh, clarity on all the sponsors. I think okay. everybody but seven, and he's going to join next week when he reads it. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, and then we had uh, another ordinance brought forward by Alderman Sean Gregory dealing with uh, this issue of uh, fly dumping. What the order- 
ordinance does is it gives our um, public works team um, um, the ability to to ask for a dump receipt or proof that the the solid waste was uh, disposed of properly. A dump receipt. Redpath clarifies well, that means will, uh, attack the fly dumping issue that we have uh, once we know that they're dumping it in the proper place. Correct. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, Alderman Gregory kind of reiterates uh, just the shocking thing that Alderman Turner said earlier about people who have some kind of side business picking up garbage, taking it to their place and having the city pick it up. You know, I, I do see a lot of you know little trucks and I'm not necessarily talking about people moving, but we have a lot of junkers and a lot of you know people who haul things and, and things of that oh. nature. And um, you know, for those who we do have a list of, I believe there's a, a list of them or something. If we can remind them uh, that they do may have those permits, because you know nobody can charge somebody fifty dollars to go clean out the garage, um, you know, and go dump it. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, is that going on, or is it an American Pickers thing, where the people are taking the trash so they can pick through it and see what they like, and oh then my throw the rest away? I can't believe that happened. Oh. <laughs> that just blows me away. Uh, finally, here on uh, the uh, ordinance that we just heard from Alderman Sean Gregory, which was separate from the ordinance from Alderman Ralph Hanauer, uh, McMiniman is. There's no question about this. He's he's on support with this one. Co-sponsors are everybody again. Our number seven, you in on this one this time? I don't worry about amendments on this one. So uh, I'm a co-sponsor on this one, uh, friend Alderman Sean Thank Gregory. You. There you go. Is that, is that what they're starting to do now? Called number seven? Right. Right. Hey, yeah, he's no longer. Uh... Hey, four. Wake up, four. <laughs> uh, that's your council roundup uh, from last night's Committee of the Whole. We'll see you next week. Uh, once again, stellar piece of work, Greg. Not only did we find out about the council, but we got an awesome new name for our, a rock band, Chronic Property Nuisance. There I go, go to pay see them. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.